This is the Cascade Hiker Podcast. Find us over at CascadeHikerPodcast.com. I'm a country boy with the soft side. My heart wanders up north to the hillside. Now I've never made anyone quite as beautiful as you. I'm your host, Rudy Gets It. I'm here to inspire you to get out on the trail. You putting in two-mile hikes, five-mile hikes? Are you still on the couch? Come on, let's go on a backpacking trip. I'm going to introduce you to some folks that have done that and a whole lot more. All right, next on the Cascade Hiker Podcast, what's your name and where are you from? Tyler Heath from Buffalo, New York. Right on, man. Well, hey, uh, what, what, tell, me, tell me what's up with Red Rocket. Red Rocket, the name, came from one of my first few weeks on the trail. It does not have to do with the dog having the Red Rocket, and nor my own. It has to do with getting a bunch of bloody noses all in one day and blowing everyone up and getting named Red Rocket. <laughs> well, snot rockets? So, yeah. Well, they were bloody snot rockets, but yeah. <laughs> oh, right on. Oh, that's cool. So uh, did you end up uh, – so so where did you get that name? Um, it was – I'm trying to think of the hikers that were with me. I, it was it was a cousin who joined the trail. Uh, his name His hiker name was Bodie, and then I forgot who else was there. I don't remember, but I just remember slowing a lot of people up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you were uh, you know, you kind of talk about the hike a little bit. So you were on the Appalachian Trail. For sure. Yep, Appalachian Trail. Yeah. So what what led you to doing this hike? I I decided to take some time after I graduated, uh, and I want to take some time to think about where have I been, where am I going, um, yeah, and take some time to reflect vision what i want my life to look like in the future um and just take some time uh take some time to think about faith and just like deeper things that you don't really get time to think about when society's got a lot of stuff going on yeah well um it seems it seems kind of kind of a weird decision to go hike a trail when you i mean it sounds like you live right downtown sorry i live downtown yeah, yeah, you live in the city, and I don't know, it just seems kind of like, uh, you know, a lot of times people that grow up in big cities, um, they don't even really know about the outdoors and trails and that kind of thing. For sure, yeah. I didn't grow up uh, hiking. Uh, my first hike was when I was 18 years old. I hiked the trail when I was 21 years old. And, yeah, I uh, I just I started doing some hikes, some larger hikes. I did the Presidential Traverse with some friends, and that's what really got me into it. And I knew that, Often, oftentimes, it's we think about silence and solitude as different things in society. And solitude, I think, is often like you know, like the yogis. You know, you're you take some time, and you can be in a silent setting. You can put yourself in the woods, and yet your heart, your mind, your soul are in a thousand other places, thinking about a thousand different things. And you know, even though you put yourself in a quiet situation, you never really dealt with anything. And I think going a hike on like by yourself adds that second element of solitude. You're not just in a quiet space, but you separate yourself from society to, to actually dig into these deeper things. Right on. Well, it seems like you have a pretty tight niche group of friends. Uh, you know, like most people do in their in their early twenties. You know, they kind of hang out with the boys type thing. Uh, it kind of sounds like you're doing that right now. But uh, what? You know, how does that how does that relate then to the trail? Because a lot of times people, like you said, you hiked in when you were 21. They don't want to leave that that type of community. For sure, I think I think a lot of people find that on the trail. Actually, you know, you get a lot of these you know these hiker families, trail families, and stuff. 
I made the intentional decision when I went out there that I was going to do the trail alone. Um, and the way I spread it out was that I was going to have friends and family join me every couple of weeks just to give me a little bit of that motivation that I was looking for. So that's what I, that's the way I did it. I just intentionally decided to be because I wanted that solitude. I'm going to hike this alone. And yes, you'll hike with people at the day. And you'll see people at the end of the day at the campsites. But I, just, I decided because like I do have that and I know I can have it after the hike. But I wanted to take some time intentionally not to do that. That makes a lot of sense. So what what about what about your group of friends um, that you know, like let's say that you're hanging out with now or before the hike? How do they how do they respond to you doing uh, you know the Appalachian Trail? I think they're really supportive. I think they know that I'm, I tend to be on the wild side and like to do my own thing, and so they're really supportive. And I actually have a great story. I've got you have to. I think on the trail you have to have friends that are going to be supportive of the time. When you're in your when when you're at your weakest, right? Where like I could, like I had my sister, right? And I would call her when I was having a tough day, and you know she's gonna answer the phone and say like I hear you, and like that's okay, right? Your emotions, everything you're dealing with, like that's okay. But then you also have friends, my friend Ryan, who <laughs> who would hear when I had a tough day, and he'd be the opposite. He'd be like, "You're not you're not getting off the trail, Tyler." <laughs> like that's his yeah. first response, just to make sure I'm not getting off the trail, even though he knew I had a rough day. And so you have to. I think I had a balance of those, and that was super healthy. Right on. Did they did they take on to the uh, the red rocket name, or did you kind of drop that off the trail? I I, I dropped that one on the trail. <laughs> we left that one there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, right on. Uh, so hey, you know, let's talk about the book. Uh, you know, you decided to write a book afterwards, and I think you have a couple books, right? Yeah, yeah. So this one is called Trail Talk: Embark on a Rugged Journey Towards Mindfulness and Freedom, and it is out on Amazon. Now it came out this week, so super excited about that. And the way that I wrote it is, I journaled throughout my time on the trail, and then when I got off the trail, I journaled about my journals. <laughs> and so the chapters break down into a journal I took from my trail, like one of my favorite journals, and then I took a life lesson that I wrote after and kind of connected them, connected the dots. So some example chapters would be like a chapter on solitude, a chapter on anxiety, a chapter on mm. mindfulness. Um, a chapter on making decisions in life. Um, and just, I think, providing some insight into when you separate yourself from like society and what your friends think about you and just really think about where you are and what you're going for and provide some insight there. Right on. Well, you know, you say mindfulness. Um, I, I, I've been having this conversation a lot lately with guests, and it seems like, it seems like that solitude, that mindfulness, it just resonates with so many people. Can you kind of talk about... Uh, just kind of dive into that a little bit more about how that, uh, how you related to that. Yeah, for sure. I, I think, I think, I think society moves so fast these days and <laughs> you can get, every, I think one thing is when, when life hits you, right. We often think like I need to change the circumstance that I'm, that I'm in to get to a better place. So I need to change locations, right. I need to move to get in a better place or like, or like a family problem happened, but if I just get through this, I'll get to the next one. Right. And I think, I think the great thing about mindfulness is it, it says, it says kind of the opposite is your external circumstances are always going to happen. Like today it's getting fired and tomorrow it's a friend dying. Right. But mm -hmm. mindfulness says like, I can find that peace now in the here and now. So like peace, love, grace, like all these good things are available in the here and now, you know, we're often so busy looking ahead, looking in the future or something when it's really like available right now. That, that same piece that's available tomorrow that we think if we just get through the situation is actually available right here right now. De like, and the, and like the, 
the thing that you're experiencing <laughs> doesn't actually matter. It matters, but it, but it doesn't prevent that. Right on. Well, one thing that I think uh, a through a through hiker, I'm not a through hiker, but I, I've talked to so many folks, uh, and and I think you could relate to this question where maybe maybe if I ask one of your friends, they might kind of laugh it off or whatever. But uh, you know, a lot of times we, when you're out there and you're probably out there uh, hiking by yourself, sometimes and um, there's a lot of self talk. You know, you, you're you're talking to your mind, and and I like to kind of relate that to, you know, that's your trail, the trail talking to you, and um, yeah, well, you know, what what does the trail say to you throughout this hike? Was there any moments where you had that maybe you couldn't call your sister or your friend Ryan or whatever? Um, you know, what what was the trail mm -hmm. talking? Yeah, no, for sure. And that, and that was like a connection there, like coming back off the trail, like that, that trail talk became my self-talk, right? Mm. So I did experience like gang fire. I did experience like a death in the family. I did experience some rough stuff. And so like the trail talk that I experienced through the hardships on the trail became my self-talk, you know, while I was walking through these things after the trail. Um, so I think some of those things um, had, to, had to do with like a lot, a lot with the idea of faith, right? It's trusting and I would consider myself a follower of Jesus. And so it's, it's trusting in something that I cannot see, you know, and, and so that, that inherently means walking through difficult, uncomfortable circumstances and, t and having hope that there's going to be better, to, like better things to come and something that you may not necessarily see or experience in the here and now, but something that you can have hope in that will happen. And I think faith is trusting that that can happen. You may not be able to feel it or taste it or experience it now, but you trust that it can happen. And I think the trail was a lot that like <laughs> the trail often does not feel comfortable or fun. Like those moments are few and far between be, uh, of the 30 miles a day when about 20 of them kind of suck, <laughs> mm. you know, and it's, and it's, you know, realizing that life is a journey is, you know, cliche as that sounds is the trail really teaches you that we move so fast. We do so much and we forget that healing and all these things that we want to experience in life takes time through the ups and downs and that's part of that's all part of it um so yeah well a lot of times uh when people i actually uh was just talking with this, uh, this gal who does freedom hikers and she she just unloads all this money uh donations to uh helping get people out of uh sexual slavery and stuff through hiking and but yet when you go to her website and you go to everything about her she never once mentions uh her faith and and so you brought that up so i want to ask you um, you know, do you talk about that in your book? Because a lot of times people, when they're getting, uh, when they're trying to put themselves out publicly, sometimes they don't want to talk about that as much because a lot of times it, it can almost like cut off half of society. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. For sure. No, no, totally understand that. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I talk about it in terms of, again, I, I, I look to like just the way Jesus lived his life and and like attempting to live like that. So like the chapters, I think reflect that I'm not, I'm not bringing out, you know, Bible verses or anything or yeah. not bringing out anything from the Quran or anything, but I'm bringing out these things that, you know, these intentional things that I, I looked at Jesus, like attempted to live by. So things like hospitality, I have a chapter on hospitality uh, on what that means uh, on empathy and taking these things that, you know, he lived by and saying like, and, and bringing like bringing to light, like this is how that looks like today. And this is how like I, you know, compared to that or how I'm doing against that. And like, and so, yeah, I, I talk about that kind of stuff in the book. These, me walking through scenarios that I think are good truths in this world, like, you know, hope, faith, love, these good things and bring like the present experience to it. Right. And it's not just like some historical thing, but like 
bring it to today. Like, is it relevant today? So if it's not relevant today or to me, then it doesn't matter to me. <laughs> and so I think that I think the book was a good way of me being able to bring that out and say, this is how it is relevant to me. This is how I experience it on the trail. This is how I experience it after the trail. This is how I'm bringing it all together. Yeah, right on. Well, what about after the trail? So, I mean, a lot of times people take on these big hikes and have you been uh, doing any day hikes or backpacking and do you plan on doing any other bigger trails? I, <laughs> I always tell my friends, if I ever say I want to do a bigger trail, then tell me to go get my ass outside and walk 30 miles and come back and see if that's the same answer. <laughs> so <laughs> I have to do that if I do another trail. So, and I have a feeling I'm going to probably do the 30 miles and realize, I don't know if I really want to do this again. Um, I do not have plans for longer trails, although I could see myself doing the John Muir um, within the next, you know, 10 years. I think that's a sweet trail. I was in Yosemite a couple months ago doing some sweet hikes out there. Um, I live like five hours from the Adirondacks. And so, We've been trying to, I have a goal to hit the 46 in the next couple of years, uh, my girlfriend and I, and so getting on the way to that. Nice. Oh, that's a cool goal. Yeah, talk about that a little bit. What, what's inspiring that? Um, honestly, she was she was going after it. I'm like, well, I like hiking, so I'm, I'm joining. <laughs> so, um, and it's just beautiful out there. It's pretty rugged, kind of like the whites, honestly. Um, it's, a, it's a mix between the whites and, and the Green Mountains in Vermont, I think, and just really love it. Beautiful way to get outside and again i like to get involved in a lot of things so just being able to separate myself from it and come back to you know centering myself um on a like a weekend once a month and be able to get out there and just come back to you know come back to being present yeah <laughs> coming back to your present and centering yourself oh that's good man yeah so are there times then when you when you're using the trail uh you know what you call your trail talk are you are you using that uh to kind of help out people. I mean, I would assume that, you know, as friendships and relationships go, people probably ask you for advice and things. And I would imagine with having this in your back pocket, you probably talk about that a lot, right? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think all the time. And honestly, like a lot of lessons, like people have poured into me, I think throughout the years. And it was just really just, it was like a realization on the trail, right. Where I actually took the time to think about it. And, and so I think of like, it's just like the idea of mindfulness. Like not something I really ever thought about until my brother kind of brought it up and something that he pursues um, or my friends and an idea of hospitality and the way I grew up. And, and then really like thinking about it and experiencing on the trail in a new way. Um, and so now it's like, yeah, I get to share these, not only do I get to share these stories, I get to share these experiences of how they've impacted me. And, and, and also in a world where like we sometimes not a lot of people like to give advice because they're worried what people think it's just there's some things that are good and whole and <laughs> worth experiencing like the art of hospitality like empathy you know um and that's i think worth sharing something that i can do all the time now get to share and i think too people find people who hike the appalachian trail somewhat interesting because it's just who would want to go who's you know what dumbass would go do that <laughs> who would want to yeah. spend 100 days in the woods kind of thing Right on. Well, it, you know, now you've kind of integrated yourself into uh, this community. Um, has there been anybody that you kind of look up to or anybody you follow or somebody that would inspire you? Yeah, I think I, I think honestly, the only reason I heard about the trail in the first place, right, uh, was a guy. And, and this is a cool, just like just an inspiration. Like you never know who you're impacting, right? Yeah. You never know. Like you don't know who's going to read Trail Talk, the book, right? Even though it's like a self-published book, you don't know who's going to read that. Um it's the same thing here. Like, uh, the guy that I, I kind of hiked this trail, which like, you know, planted the seed to like something that I might want to do. 
his name was Benton, and he went to my college. And he did the PCT, and then he did the AT, and I think he did the CDT um, recently. So I think he had a triple crowner, but he did it while in college, and I read an article. And I'm like, oh, I know that guy. I had no idea that yeah. he did that. And then just plant a seed when I was like, cause I took a gap year before college and I wanted to take a year after college to kind of like, you know, figure things out. <laughs> and so, yeah, that was, that was kind of, I, again, I don't know much about a hike, but that was my inspiration of like how I even got into it. And so I think that was pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. That's good, man. Well, have you had anybody reach out to you, some friends, some people you go to you know, college with or church or whatever, you know, somebody say, hey, family members, talk to you about possibly hiking it in the future? For sure. I had, I had a friend from it's school. I had a friend from college last year um, attempt. And so like I got to help prepare, you know, help them with all the preparation, everything, the logistics. Um, I think just like another thing, just like I, where I live now, like in the city, people like are interested in hiking, you know, and just like have no content. And again, like for us, it's just like, well, just walking or something. But the experience of like backpacking and camping and like knowing how much food to carry, like what materials you need, that kind of stuff. And like, now I've accumulated the amount of gear yeah. over the years to like have two people. So like be able to show someone like how to go to the Adirondacks and camp overnight and not, you know, be freezing yeah. <laughs> and not carry too much weight and be able to like, and then like, even just like mileage wise, like people who want to do a tough hike, like it could be 10 miles, 50 miles. And when you've put yourself through a 50 mile day, like <laughs> nothing compares. And so, you know, how you can, if it's a tough moment, you now you're a leader on the trail, right? If you're leading a group of four people who've never done something and they're getting scared because it's raining, people are getting cold you know, you're all going to be okay because like, you know, you're going to get to your campsite, you know, like the mileage, you know, how long it's going to take and you know, you, cause you've experienced it. Right. Yeah. I relate so, it. I relate it. it. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say, it just makes you a better leader at the end and leading mm. people on their first hike and stuff. Cause you, you've done it before and that's what hiking is. It's not the super skilled thing, but it's an experience thing. Yeah. I always relate it to when I was a bartender and I was, I was like five years I was bartending and I learned all these drinks and I could master, you know, you can just make pretty much anything. And then, you you know, after I quit that job, I was like, oh, okay, I've got all this useless information. But then every once in a while we'd be like at a get together and somebody like, hey, can we make a drink or something? And I'm like, actually, I'm like, I'm, I know what to do here. You know, it's like you have all this information <laughs> exactly. that it only comes in play like every once in a while. Right. For sure. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's a great example. That is a great example. Yeah, well, right on. So can you talk about where people can find the book and, and maybe people want to reach out and, and follow you anywhere? Yeah, for sure. Uh, they can, to find the book, they can um, go on, they go on just on Amazon and they can type in Trail Talk. Um, you can type in the whole book name, Trail Talk, Embark on a Rugged Journey Towards Mindfulness and Freedom, or you just type in Trail Talk, Tyler Heath, um, and it should show up. Pretty cool cover. Um, thanks to the graphic designer, Felicia, my friend, Rich, helped um make it or publish the whole book um or you can follow me uh, on instagram tyler Heath, i believe tyler Heath too so yeah and that's where i post about my hiking excursions and everything right on yeah i was gonna actually mention the cover it looks really cool i, I you know i it's one of those things because i mean i have a logo right from for my podcast and i yeah so now yep. ever since i got that i always look at other people's stuff like wow you know i wonder how they did that so yeah <laughs> it's always kind of fun to you know so it's like a family friend then yeah uh friend of a friend of a friend oh, i was looking gotcha. for a while and so it worked out pretty awesome my sister's go with all the aesthetics and so she kind of planned the seed of like how to how we wanted to look because of the feel of like the content right it's like this rugged thing where it's like raw and real journals where like i saw a bear and i yelled 
<laughs> to like talking about like faith and and like you know it goes the whole gamut of my experience out there and so and so like the cover looks a lot i think it's a combo of like ruggedness and yet mindfulness and like peace and those types of things i like that and i like that you cover that because i think there's so many people out there that that have these eyes that always look at people that are you know christian they follow jesus and they might say like Oh man, how how dare that guy swear or whatever? You know, it's like, hey man, I'm, I'm a human man. I'm gonna you know I'm gonna do these things right. So that's yeah. good that you, good that you do that because I think more people need to understand that that kind of stuff is it's okay yeah. and we all make you know we all do that kind of stuff right. Yeah, my yeah. friends say we're just trying to become our most human self, right? At the end of the mm. day, we think Jesus is telling us to become our most human self, right? And we're all trying to do that as humans, right? At the end of the day, and so I think I think that's the beauty of it. I think that's the beauty of the trail is just this like rugged journey like kind of like the title says it's like difficult and hard kind of like life right where things don't always go to plan things go wrong things are difficult and yet peace fun freedom freedom of anxiety like enjoyment of a sunset and a vision and planning can all come together in one thing and that's life right (laughs) it just consolidates this trail that you're on and i think it just provides a beautiful metaphor of what a journey is and what life is Oh, that's perfect, man. Well, hey, Tyler, thanks so much for coming on the Cascade Hiker Podcast. Appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for having me. All right, that's the show. Thanks so much for tuning in. Don't forget to join the Patreon page. Find me at patreon.com slash Cascade Hiker Podcast. Also, hit me up uh, with an email, Rudy at CascadeHikerPodcast.com. Find me on Facebook. My Facebook page is Cascade Hiker Podcast. Twitter, find me at in underscore cascade hiking and i'm cascade hiker podcast on instagram thanks whiskey fever for letting me use this track here tall grass off their album gonna wake up this whole town go find them at reverbnation.com slash whiskey fever hey see you next week you were sweet like honey on a heartbeat you were fine like wine and sunshine i could feel you coming on strong could never be wrong could never be wrong See her laying down in the tall grass Playing mandolin in a white dress I come running when I hear that song It could never be wrong, it could never be wrong Where you wanna run, baby, I'll run too I would leave this world for a beautiful girl If I could just find